Hi, everyone. This is Sarah McFarland from Inside Scientific, the online environment for life science webinars, virtual events, interviews, and educational content that helps you do your best work. Today's episode of Expert Answers features Dr. Jason Rogers and Dr. Hircha Van Bergen. They both recently joined us for a webinar on facial expression analysis and food choice and consumption behavior. Let's dive in. The first question here is for you, Hircha. Why do you think the label and the pre-mix scores in the second experiment that you mentioned were so different? Yes, yeah, so here we see indeed very big differences between these label and pre-mix groups. My idea is that if you don't really know what exactly you will be tasting, so it is a combination of a sweet food with a sauce, and that's all the information you have, then probably you will not be super negative or super positive. You will just say, well, we'll see what happens. That's, I guess, how I see it. Once you are told this, what you are adding now to the sweet food is fish sauce or is soy sauce. Well, these combinations are not typical combinations or not typical ways of using fish sauce or soy sauce in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. So the associations that are the associations we have with these flavors do not match with what we are looking at here. So this will really affect the way in which we form beliefs or uh, expectations about the, the combined taste of these. So I guess this is, for me, that uh, that would be the main explanation here. So if you're, if you have too little experience to, or if uh, too little cues to have, to form some sort of expectation or to activate some sort of relevant associations, the strength of your predictions will be quite low and therefore that may result in rather neutral responses. So these are scores around 50 on a scale from one to, from zero to 100. So really, well, could go either way. That's, uh, I think, the best explanation here. Okay, great. Thank you for that. Yeah, the fish sauce is super gross. I love Thai food. I love fish sauce, but I don't think I could ever tolerate it on ice cream. So thanks for that, like, sensory offensive. I tried, I tried it multiple times in different amounts just to make sure everyone would survive this, this test and not ever come back to this situation ever again but i have to i have to say i didn't like it at all either that's fair that's fair the next question here jason you kind of addressed this during your presentation but i'll bring it up again does the face reader software allow for one calibration per participant Yes, yes, it does. Uh, so you can, uh, two options. One is either create a custom calibration for an individual participant, or you can select continuous calibration so that it will sort of self-calibrate for each individual. Okay, fantastic. Great. The next question here is, I think also for Jason, this question is, can something similar be used to measure focus or a sense of effort? This person has considered using facial expression or muscle activation analysis for patient engagement in rehabilitation exercises. Yeah, I believe it could be. Face reader is not a medical diagnostic or anything like that. But we have done projects with early 
and again, academic projects looking at, uh, say, early detection of Parkinson's or unilateral differences, not in a, in a medical diagnosis, but really as a research tool. So I think that it could be used for focus, effort, engagement, something along those lines. Yes. Okay. We have another question here. How can FaceReader be helpful in assessing a learning response while taking a, le- a course or learning something new online? Oh, yeah, that's an interesting idea. I think you can look at uh, using custom expressions. You can look at things like confusion and interest. So you can look at uh, overall engagement of the students, or you could look at perhaps maybe when when there is some confusion or maybe more relevant content of interest. But, you know, just kind of making this up on the fly, I think that'd be the only thing I could think of, but it'd be an interesting idea, something I'd, I'd love to chat more about. Okay, fantastic. And I have a question that applies to both of you. So you can both fight over who wants to go first, I guess. This question is, how do you see this tool being used for future research studies? So here just specifically for your lab, but Jason, you mentioned something about a new iteration of the software coming out. So maybe you can mention that in your response. Yeah, sure. And I'll, I'll go first and keep it brief. You know, I think that as Hirto mentioned, it, it, a nice way to combine and, and adds a new modality to, to be able to add to implicit and explicit and opens a lot of possibilities within sensory research, consumer research, or really uh, anything where expressions might offer some valuable data in combination with other uh, metrics that you might have. And again, because there are no wires, there's no biometrics or anything like that, it's it's easy to, to capture and engage. Just make sure the participants are aware that of what's happening and engage their expression and you're good to go. Uh, yeah, as I already also mentioned, exactly this easy to use aspect of face reader is really cool that you can apply this, yeah, can have people taste stuff at their own homes and still, well, don't have to have, you don't have to invite people to the lab. And also you can do, well, more large scale testing than, in, than would be possible in lab situations. So for these kinds of applications, I think FaceReader is really, really exciting novel technology to use. Also, what we are trying to do, for instance, is see if we can, if we have a unrelated task, can we, well, can we still read something from the face that is related to what people are perhaps consuming or seeing, even though they're not aware, even though that is not part of the task that they are doing. So... A little bit of a vague example, maybe, but maybe having people focus on, on photos that are upside down on the screen while actually looking and looking at facial expressions to the content of the photos and see if we can, whether facial expressions can tell us something more about how these photo, how the information in the photos then is processed, but having them doing something that is not related to this to see if we can maybe disentangle, well, use, use facial expressions as an, yeah, a, a sub, an implicit way of capturing things that we do, do not want to address explicitly. Amazing. And then the last question here is just, I think, a technical question about the uh, integration of eye tracking with mm-hmm. facial recognition. So does, does this software have the capability of doing that? 
Face Reader itself does not have an eye tracking capacity, but can be integrated with eye tracking. So if you're using an eye tracker, you can record the facial camera, which of course then becomes stimulus locked with uh, the eye tracking metrics. And then you can use those subsequent videos and run them through Face Reader. We are also currently working on something that, that would have the integrated facial expression with the eye tracking already built in in what's called Nolda's Hub. So yes, yes, these are currently available and things that are also in future development. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Expert Answers and that you'll tune in to future episodes where researchers just like you answer questions about their work, offer tips, tricks, and best practices, but most of all, share science. Don't forget to subscribe.